right on the side of us. You could, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, in the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black thing. Squatch DTV, exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch Detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your host, Steve and Chris. Hey, good evening, cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch DTV for today's date, November 27th, 2022. I am your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective Steve Coles, along with, well, the guy right down there, Mr. Chris Bennett. Hello, Chris. What's going on, man? I tell you, I'm still, uh, I think I have a turkey hangover. Uh, we we had our turkey yesterday instead of Thursday, and I think everybody ate so much today. That's why I was running a little late getting here. Uh, we got supper started a little late, and uh, I don't know. People really didn't want to eat anyway. It doesn't seem like. Uh, <laughs> I think it's too much turkey. Everybody's but, uh, turkeyed out. Yeah, I'm good for another year. Yeah, what what was for dinner tonight, turkey? No, chili. chili. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, turkey no, chili? Yeah, we massacred the turkey yesterday. Uh, uh, I think uh, it was a 15-pound bird, but, you know, we got some pretty healthy eaters. And <laughs> nah. uh, but we had fun. I noticed your turkey. You sent me a picture of yours. Was that yeah. the one you deep-fried? I deep-fried it. That was pre-deep-frying, I believe. It, I don't know which one. It was, well, yeah, it, no, it was golden and beautiful when you showed it to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. That was the fried one, yep. Everybody oh, thought yeah. it was going to blow something up. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, be careful. 
I, well, I'm a professional when it comes to these things. Good, good. You know, you know not to put it in there frozen. That's good. Well, I got a fresh one. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Getting, I ended up getting a fresh turkey, and it was brined. So the day before, oh. we drained it, oh, dried it off, and then I rubbed it. I put yeah. olive oil on it, and then I rubbed it, and I let it sit uncovered in the refrigerator overnight. Yeah. Just to dry it out some more in the cold air. And oh, yeah. pulled it out, hooked it up, got the... Um, there's always three basics to turkey frying. Number one, right. make sure your turkey's not frozen. Mm-hmm. Number two, make sure it's really dried. Actually, there's four. Number three, don't overheat the oil. Should be 300 degrees. Don't let it go over that. Yeah. And number four, put it in very slowly. And I put yeah. it in, and nothing. It was perfect. It was a perfect drop. Oh man, I, I loved it. And John Gray does that. He he deep yeah. fries his turkeys. He he did one for me one year. And uh, man, I think to this day, I think that was still the best turkey I've ever had. And just deep fry. I mean, anything's better deep fried. It was great. Oh yeah. And uh, you know the the funny thing is is that for dinner we had my daughter and uh, my stepson mm-hmm. and um, my two of my grandkids and 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 of course my wife and none of them before have had fried turkey. Yeah. So oh, they were yeah. all excited and uh, oh yeah, they, they devoured it. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's only a twelve-pound bird, small, small dinner, but you know. Oh, they don't last long. <laughs> yep. So uh, I was cooking my little I, behind off because I yeah. love doing the the cooking. I love turkey, but you know, once a year, you know that, that that's enough. Uh, yep. You get uh, if you got a lot of leftovers and you start eating it for like a week later, then it becomes a chore rather than a treat. So uh, we we try to get it eat like yep. the first day or that second day, whatever. But once a year, good enough. And Grass asked, uh, what's my favorite oil? I prefer 5W40. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, I use peanut oil. Um, that's the, the stuff to use for, for frying a turkey. Oh, yeah. Cuts down on the cholesterol level. But what I like about, you know, the neat thing about frying a turkey, too, is is the, you know, usually when you roast a turkey, the skin on the bottom is yeah. pretty much useless. Yeah. It gets all rubbery and uh, Yeah slimy stuff uh-huh. right but when you fry a turkey you get the the benefit of having that skin on the bottom side crispy yeah crispy. so you got you get twice the skin yeah which is of course my favorite part of the turkey yeah that peanut oil man too i mean you know you can fry chicken in peanut oil it is awesome uh yep. that's uh they used to stop at this one place uh, had uh over on the uh bluegrass parkway and they had fried chicken. It was the best chicken in the state of Kentucky, bar none. Even Colonel Sanders couldn't beat this chicken. Yeah. And it was all fried in peanut oil, and that was probably why. Yep. It's delicious. Yes. And enough it, it about t- food. It, I know. <laughs> Otherwise, excuse us. Come back with a plate. We'll be like Leon. <laughs> oh, man. And I know Leon's out there tonight. And... Um, Oh, Hence the little, tra- you know, I, I decided to do a little trailer park uh, boys homage with bubbles on there on our graphic tonight. Uh, oh my God, boys, we're officially dealing with a effing Sam Squatch. <laughs> it's probably an effing ten footer by the looks of that stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the show. No, oh, it's no, just, I've not seen that. It's a Canadian. It's a Canadian show. It's hysterical. Okay. It's hysterical. Um. Maybe clips, but I've not seen the whole thing, no. Yeah, you got to watch the, uh, the uh, Julian beating where they thought he was a Sam Squatch. Yeah. 
I'll check it out. Um, anyway, oh. let's do oh. our old. What, Mick what said, uh, "No, I've not. I've never had a deep fried Mars bar, Mick. I am really fat enough as it is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's really good too is deep fried Oreos and deep fried Twinkies. <gasps> I've not tried those either. No, it's delicious. Yeah, a Twinkie, especially because even the yellow cake tastes like a cream." Oh. Right in, in it. Quiet. No, no more food. No more. No <laughs> more. No more. No more. Stop. Nobody in chat talk about food anymore. Yeah, let's, let's do the roll call, man. Who, who yes, let's do here? the roll call. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The chat's hopping tonight. Oh, yeah. So first in tonight, well, of course, was Ammon Chris. Ammon and we got Rod Dupree, Grasshopper. Hey, Rod. Joe Schneider from Western New York, Bigfoot. Lance oh. Windsor, Uncle Bones too. Uncle Lance? Bones, I see you're a little sick. Bones? Uh, I hope you feel better, brother. Um, let's see. Hang on, man. Yeah. We got Mick. Mick is in the house, of course. Mick. He probably had meatloaf for Thanksgiving. Probably. Uh, <laughs> of course, there's Leon Bigfoot Okanagan. Hey, Leon. Good to see you, bud. So, well, so, uh, Mary Wilson. Welcome, Mary. Hi, Sandra Mary. Piper. Hello, Raptor Crazy. Raptor uh, Crazy. Well, so we're getting there. My eyes. Hello, hello. Um, My eyes. Good to see you. Angel Nolan. Hello, Angel. Hi, Angel. Michael Haywood. Low rider. Mike. Low guys. Low um, rider. Yeah. We're getting there. Brent is in there from the tall ones. Brent. I saw uh, Jeff from uh, Pine Island Research lurking about. There he is. Pine Island. Hi, Jeff. DM oh, oh, look who's in the house. We got Mike. Mike from Tactical Bigfoot Research. Hello, hey, Mike. Mike. Good to see you, Tac. What's going on, man? And uh, Joe Dryden's in the house. Former everything in the house. DM Zabo in the house. Uh, Jay Fritz in the house. Of course, the missus hey, is lurking about, too, keeping an eye on that I'm behaving myself. Oh, uh, it's not sure. Um, Don Fuller. Okay, he came popping in. Little Kilroy was here. Little Kilroy. <laughs> Up, Sasquatch Wizard Adirondacks. Hello, hello. Welcome. And Mick, uh, we already said Mick, didn't we? Um, just yeah. looking for anybody we missed. Golly, uh, the chat's really hopping tonight. You guys oh, have yeah. been busy. Now, <laughs> as we're getting down, Jeff Trifoletti. Hello, Jeffrey. Hello. Yeah. Good to see you. Former um, everything. Okay, that's cool. That's a cool. Steve, one. Curious Cryptid is in the house. Hi, Steve. Good to see Sharky's you. Sharky's in the house. Sharky? He's lurking. He's a. Lance Windsor, if we hadn't called your name, you're in the house. Yes. We know that. And Finding the Trackway. So I think we got everybody. Finding the Trackway. Jeff. Yep. Jeff Trifoletti. I think that's yes, right. Jeff, I, yep. I didn't say that wrong, Jeff. Yep, you got it right. Yeah, I know. I've known Jeff you. for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, good to see you, man. Used to work with him. Good guy. <laughs> um, okay, so where do we start? Well, we're going to start with a bit of bad news tonight. Um, of course, for those who do not know, uh, author Linda Godfrey passed away um, today, I believe, or at least the news of her passing came out today. And, of yeah. course, she is a prolific author on Bigfoot and cryptids and mysteries and lake monsters and all sorts of things from the, you know, the Michigan, uh, Wisconsin area. Um, actually, yeah. I think she was, appeared on a couple of episodes, season one of the legend of skinwalker ranch. Mm. And, um, 
you know, uh, she was a mentor to um, our good friend Jay Petrochin. So, yeah. um, and again, we would like to extend our deepest sympathies and prayers to the many friends who lend to touch with her kindness and wisdom and to all of her family. So we want to just do that. We'll just have a little moment of silence for her. And uh, what can you say? We lost another uh, chronicler yeah. of, of this mystery who who probably was the most, uh, she was a journalist uh, prior mm-hmm. to, to writing her books. Yeah. Um, graduated uh, actually out of an art class um, from a university in, in the, uh, that part of the country, I believe. I, I believe she graduated from Wisconsin school, if I'm not incorrect. If I'm, if I'm not, you know, excuse me. Yeah. You know, I was trying to read her bio real quick. Um, but, you know, it, it's always sad when we lose somebody, especially uh, a person like Linda, who really never had a bad thing to say about anybody. Right. You know, she was, uh, you know, she would, you know, lend a helping hand to anybody that asked it. So, um, so where do we start tonight? Let's start with our news story of the night before we get to this video. And, this uh, story came from the uh, Scioto Valley Guardian. Uh, Ohio Shara says, non-human <coughs> creature slaughters house found dead in Creek. Very fascinating way uh, of writing this. Sheriff in Southern Ohio is reporting that a non-human creature slaughtered a horse overnight, happened at a farm on Airport Road in Ross County. Farmer stated today he found his barn torn apart and was missing a horse. He stated there was blood in the barn and the back door was busted open. Very interesting. He found the horse in a creek in the back of the property dead. Deputy wrote in a report he has cameras and stated he checked it out already and no one has been there since he was yesterday. Upon further inspection, we were able to determine that a human did not do this to the horse. The horse, after being attacked, somehow ended up in a nearby creek where it died, the sheriff reported. That's very interesting. Well, you know, it's kind of yeah, vague too. You know, non-human. Well, yeah, yeah. Is it a cat? Uh, you know, you know, is it one of the animals they don't want to admit are there? Yeah. Or is it something else? Yeah. Is it? Is it? That's interesting. Yeah, I find it very interesting that there was cameras and and uh, so I got caught that one a little bit later in the um, later in the day. Um, Not a good. T- not a good time to be a horse in Ohio. Guess not. And, you know, that's straight from the horse. Horse's yeah. mouth. Straight from the horse's mouth. Not a good time to be a horse. Is that anywhere near? No, that's nowhere near Salt Fork, is it? Um, Not Hello, entirely sure. I didn't see that there. But it's not very far from the um, Kentucky border. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, if you move south of there, you have Portsmouth, Ohio which is where Dallas Gilbert and Wayne Burton had a lot of activity, at least claimed activity over their time. Um, if you go to the southeast, uh, that's where you would run into Coshocton, Ohio, in the Salt Fork. You go a little bit further, that's where you run into Crittenden, which was the uh, Kentucky ORV stuff yeah. that happened way back uh, 10, 15 years ago. Um, so... Very, very interesting story. Really, really piqued my interest. Um, 
I'm just trying to check the distance yeah. between it and Salt. Okay, yeah, it's it's like 130 miles from Salt Fork, so that's nowhere. Not too that. far. Not too far though. Uh, Couple yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. 130 miles. But that's that's interesting. It looks directly, yeah, directly south of uh, Columbus. And uh, yeah, I tell you what, it looks like. Uh, it's it's about the same distance to Columbus as it is away from Columbus as right. it is the Kentucky line. So yeah, yep. really southern uh, Ohio. Yep. Yeah, it's not. Um, well, you know, we had yeah. some uh, things going on over in uh, I think it was Grayson. Uh, I may be mistaken, right. but I think it was Grayson County. Uh, they had a, a large cat there that was preying on uh, horses and ponies and other livestock. And, of course, you know, Kentucky uh, Fish and Game or Wildlife, like they are, they say, oh, well, no, no, no. No, there aren't any large cats in Kentucky. You know. well, you know, they, what what I, I find is he has cameras and stated he checked it already and no one has been there. Upon further inspection, we were able to determine that a human did not do this to the horse. Well, what did? Yeah, what's on the camera? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Because the the over in the uh, Grayson County, where it was Kentucky, you know, they they put a notice in the paper. No, no, the, there's contrary to rumors, there's no large cats in Kentucky. And then uh, the one of the locals there got it, got it on a trail cam, and so he took it to the sheriff and said, "Hey, you know, yeah, there are like." And the sheriff did like a, a release. Uh, I think it was in the paper, and he might have did something on TV. He said. Yes, folks, regardless what you hear, you know, there are large cats here, and here, here yep. it is, you know. Yep. Um, just looking at it. But I would be really, really interested in more details on this story. Like, yeah, it's if he had some cameras there, what what was on the cameras? If it's not a person, then was it some walking on two legs? It may have been Harry. Killed by a gang of squirrels. <laughs> hey, and uh, Nikki from Harry Man Hoodwings and Ho uh, Hoaxes and Hoodwings just snuck in. Um, yeah, those squirrels can be rather dangerous. I've seen. I said I saw a commercial once, so yeah, it must be true. <laughs> yeah, they make cars have accidents. Then they high five yeah. one another. Give each other high fives. Yeah, evil little rascals. Squirrels are evil. Yes. Yes, they are. I always thought squirrels was kind of cool. And uh, they're, I have seen them kept as pets in the house. Uh, they're not great pets, though. They cause right uh, quite quite bit of havoc. They're not they easily can, trained. They can chew on your furniture. Uh, and your wires and your cabinets and your food. <laughs> yeah. And your bedding and... Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a, a cherry dresser. That was attacked by a squirrel and chewed on the drawers. Sure do. Yes. But then it belonged to my mother. We we don't have squirrels here, you know. Uh, oh, <laughs> what the, the the squirrel belonged to your mother, right? No, the the dresser had belonged oh, oh, to my okay. mother. Yeah, and the squirrel got I, into I just her wanted bedroom. To clarify that. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I I did when I was growing up. Uh, this one guy was like a like a second dad to me. His name was Mike, and uh, he ran a bulldozer. And he pushed over a tree and had a nest of squirrels. Well, he took uh, 
the baby squirrel home with him and uh, let his kids raise it, which, you know, his daughters, we went to school together. And so uh, I can't remember. I think they named it Squeaky, I think is what it was. But uh, they raised the squirrel from an infant. I mean, literally, you yeah. know, fed it with a little uh, dropper, baby bottle dropper or whatever and milk and everything. And uh, when it grew up, they had a little collar they put on it and had a bell. Every time he would, every time he would move, you would hear ching, 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 you know. And so if you were over at their house visiting, you would hear ching, 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 ching. And next thing you know, Squeaky was on the back of the couch and he'd be on your shoulder looking at you. you know? And he had no fear of humans because yeah. he was raised from literally an infant well, by humans. Well, here's a true story. There was a, uh, a baby squirrel and baby squirrels do that. They will go to the nearest warm being and try to like, like I, I had a baby squirrel literally climb into my arms and fall asleep. Yeah. And I would put it down and would climb right back up. Yeah. You know, he, you know, I ended up finding his tree where I thought he was and he scampered up yeah. the tree, but yeah. yeah, they, he wanted to stay and I could pet him and he wasn't biting and he was, you know, it was just like, you know, hold me, you know, and he, I'm, I'm sitting there going, what the heck? Oh, he Paul. was looking to be inside for the winter. That's what that deal was. <laughs> yeah, very, very. Hey, it's Mark Henry's in the house. Hey, brother, good to see you, Mark. sir. And, um, yeah, it's just, but this story is just, yeah, there's a lot of questions I have. Yeah, you know, I, I love like squirrels. The They're delicious. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was evil. That's true, though. They are good. I just said he shot a squirrel off my bird feeder today and placed it in front of my game camp tonight to see what decides to eat him. How do you know it's a him? Did you check? <laughs> if it's a fresh squirrel, you might get a picture of me on your game cam. <sighs> you know, how do you know it's a male squirrel? Oh, he's got nuts. <laughs> Oh, yeah. they are kind of a pain in the butt, though. They dig holes in your yard. I mean, literally a hole, you know, this this big around and about, you know, I don't know, that deep or so. And they're, they'll either bury a, a walnut or a nut or they'll dig one up. Or if and they get caught usually, in your crawl space, your attic crawl yeah, space. Yeah. My God, they cause a lot of damage. And they oh. say that's what, uh, why Kentucky has so many uh, walnut trees in in the state is because of the bad memory of squirrels. Yeah. They'll bury their walnut and they'll forget where it was. And then yeah. next thing you know, you got a tree growing. Yep. Oh, um, so what does Steve deal with during the week when the show is not broadcasting? Oh boy. Well, let's go to the mailbag first. <laughs> and uh, this is kind of funny because I thought, the nerve of this guy. Um, so this guy wrote, Hi, I'm interested in your book, 50 Large, but was wondering if you might reduce the price this holiday season to a manageable figure. Who talks like that? I may buy it anyway, but I have lots of books to buy in a cap budget. Okay. Uh, if you are seeking a book publisher who will not rip you off, I can reissue your book with excellent formatting, grammar editing, etc., in hard copy and ebook formats. I think that book should be ten dollars, and you would see your sales jump. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm no salesman, by the way. Yeah, no shit. But I do have a book publishing company. <laughs> well, that's interesting. What the nerve of the guy, right? Yeah. What nerve? Oh, I think you should drop it at that point. Uh, and, and here's the funny thing. So when you, uh, when you actually look up where this email came from, which I do, the source, he was from South Korea. Oh, okay. Which kind of made me uh, wonder about uh, what may reduce the price this holiday season just to a manageable figure. Uh, see, it didn't ring like a normal American well, would talk. Yeah, the thing is, uh, you know, he hasn't raised the price. And if you'll notice, everything up, everything on the market has increased in price. But uh, Steve's book has not. Um, in fact, it may have come down when I originally published it. I got to look. But, um, yeah. You know, even yeah. if you get something like the same as the same price as it was, you'll you'll find the the content has been uh, reduced or <laughs> decreased. Uh, we noticed, you know, here a while back, the uh, the Dollar Tree store is now the dollar and a quarter, you know, tree yeah. store. They still call it the Dollar Tree, but it's a dollar and a quarter tree is what it is. Yeah. Everything for a buck at twenty five. And you think, oh, well, that's only a quarter. Well, that's twenty five percent. Okay, that. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a jump. And if you sell a thousand items a day, yeah, twenty-five cents is you know a few yeah. hundred dollars more in the till. Yeah, it adds up to a lot. But, and then uh, you know, yeah, you know, no, I'm not complaining. Extra, yep. Just reporting. <laughs> so that means for every thousand dollars they bring in, they're now bringing an extra two fifty. So if they sell five thousand dollars a day, that means they're bringing in an extra thousand dollars, which yeah, obviously is twenty five percent more than their yeah. you know yeah. And then you do that over the course of seven days, yeah. you know that that twelve hundred becomes now an extra ten grand a week, just about. And you know it's it's you know I know we, we don't do we don't do politics on this channel, you know, but you know with the, some of the things that are going on about the the price increases is killing everybody. And regardless, whatever political beliefs you are, which we don't get into that, uh, the prices have increased. Yeah, inflation is inflation is there. It's regardless making it more difficult. Want, yeah. Regardless of who you want to point the finger at being responsible, right. inflation is there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't when when my dollar seventy nine a dozen eggs now cost me almost five bucks. That's something I tend to notice, you know, because and you're and you know what the strange thing is is you're in farm country a lot of places. Yeah, we don't our eggs aren't that expensive. Oh, ours are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you oh, if you're lucky, you can find them. Buy the premium, range-free, organic, HMO-free eggs. You can get them. Yeah, they're four ninety-eight. But if if you look at uh, like uh, the dollar store and stuff around here. Our eggs are like three seventy nine a dozen, yep. but if you go to Save a Lot, which is a, a local grocery tra- a chain here, and normally, you know, you buy the the cheap food there, okay, and uh, I, we fifty large is now seventy. Yeah, inflation is yeah, it's now seventy five grand. <laughs> yeah. But now, because we no, buy actually, most- actually, 
it would have gone down because fifty grand way back then is probably like thirty five grand today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, but you know where we normally buy our groceries, the place where we buy our groceries, the eggs are like four seventy nine, four eighty nine a dozen. And there's nothing special about them. It's not like they're free range eggs or anything. They're just normal <laughs> freaking chicken eggs. Now I'll Finding say this: the trackway, two ten a dozen here. Oh, great deal, man! So I got a, a, a quick shout out too to Alex Petikoff. Um, I don't know if you have caught this on YouTube, Chris, um, hmm. but um, Alex up uh, Paul Vaguely and has just snuck in, um, <laughs> and Arthur Watts is just snuck in as well. <laughs> um, but if you. Uh, Alex has, uh, you know, been been doing movies under the small town, you know, monsters yeah. banner, yeah. and he just did part one of this Alaska uh, co- uh, coastal, you know, Alaskan coastal Sasquatch episode. Yeah, quite interesting stuff. Check it yeah. out; it's really, really good. I'll look um, into that. Is this like tried- the? That one place where they had like the killer Sasquatch thing stories. I, the- I'm not sure exactly where it is in relation to this, but he it started with a conversation he was having a guy who owned a cabin there, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't in Portlock. If you're thinking of Portlock, it's not. Okay, in yeah, that's it. That's it. That yeah. was it. That, I was thinking yeah. Portlock. Yeah. This is on some peninsula, and um, yeah, so it I I actually got through about. 65% of it this morning. And then I was like, yeah. not, not because it was boring, but because I was really tired. Yeah. Um, you know, coming off of black Friday weekend, I worked a double shift on black Friday. So oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was pretty beat. And then I had to go in for Saturday for another nine hours. So I was, um, yeah, <clears throat> of course, you know, last minute idiots caused me to stay late. So, well, of all the places in the United States, I mean, there, well, there's two things. There's two things. I, I would think uh, Bigfoot would be found in Alaska in far greater numbers. But when I look at it another way, okay, there is some really harsh living conditions there. Like in the wintertime, in some places, it gets so cold. If you spit, it freezes into ice cubes before it hits the ground. So that would be a, one, maybe they live a little further south than that. I don't know. Yeah, this is not very far out of Anchorage, maybe a couple hundred miles. But near the coastline, though, that. Uh, or one of the, yeah, this is near the, yeah, it's near the coastline. I think it's one of the inlets. That might oh. be, the weather might be temperate enough there because of the ocean that they could very well yep. stand the cold winters. You know, exactly. wouldn't be as cold. Exactly, and and some of the audio recordings are quite compelling as well. Um, so oh. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna finish that up tonight. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So part one is out. Really good stuff. Um, and then this morning, I, this morning I was out and about doing some uh, private investigation work. <laughs> uh, so it's been a busy, busy little uh, weekend oh, yeah. for me. And then I wasn't planning on going to work tomorrow, but because of incidents that happened today, I have to go in there and give some people some guidance on how to do things. So, um, <clears throat> so very, the book very guy, it looks like to me, this book guy is just trying to get your business. He wants to publish your books for you. He's not very good at it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's the wrong approach. In my opinion. For, yeah. The first thing you're asking for charity and then you're, you know, telling me that, uh, 
you know, you want to lower my price and you will see your sales jump. Okay. Yeah, that's Uh, not not really a great approach. Of course, you know, that may be how they do business in South Korea. You know, it may be perfectly normal. But here, you know, you'd probably have better luck if you approach somebody who is Arthur, uh, Arthur, author. (laughs) If you said, hey, you know, I noticed you've got this book out. This is great. Uh, You know, I could probably reduce your publishing costs and give you a higher quality product as well. If you'd be interested in more information, let me know. Well, I, I think I, I think the rudeness is a uh, what I perceive as rudeness. Uh, you know, perceptively, it, it may be just a cultural difference. Yeah, it is. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is as well. Um, but I love it. I'm no salesman. No, you're not. <laughs> because you would think that you would start the conversation off like, "Hey, I'm yeah. a book publisher, and I think this is what I can do for you." Right. Right. And Mick says. Some me folks might say a good place to find a Sasquatch is rummaging through the bins behind the Home Depot. Especially especially if it's near San Antonio, Texas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so, uh, what wow. other news? Want to go Want to go to another mailbag? Yeah, do it, man. This, this well, is I fun. I like I this. I didn't actually write what this guy wrote, but I remember what he wrote because... I mean, not only is it, it this was worth a little chuckle, it's also, you know, uh, shows the difference between cultures. And, and yeah. Well, this one is the Troll of oh. the Week YouTube comment. Wow. Um, from a guy named, accordingly, Mike Tyson. Oh, wow. Not the Mike Tyson, certainly not. Uh, number one, Mike Tyson wasn't born in 89. <laughs> so we can pretty much rest assured that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this this... This guy who has 16 subscribers, no videos, and it's only been on YouTube less than a year, decides to, um, number one, uh, try to push every button that he can with me yeah. on three different videos. First by saying, you know, incorrectly stating my age and making me basically a guy ready for a walker. Uh, commenting on chain smoking, which was the he only got us truth. confused, I think, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh Talks about chain smoking. All right. Guilty or charged on that one. Um, talks about the 15 people that watch our show. Mm. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously he was a little perturbed about, you know, me disagreeing with MK Davis. So again, now we get down to some truth. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the troll, the trolling, we ago. Um, what else did he say? I've never heard of you before. Well, and you've probably not been in Sasquatch research very long, have you? <laughs> you know, um, but anyway, it, it was pretty, uh, pretty funny. And it was like, I looked at it, I laughed. And before I, I didn't think to copy it because I didn't think I was going to put it up but i said you know what i want to burn this guy and uh if he's out there watching tonight's show because he can watch the shows and i'm sure he's coming yeah, back sure. um now you know well yeah. if mike well, said he'd, he'd never heard of me before that's no surprise and that's actually expected but <laughs> and actually preferred but if he tries the post again <laughs> Enjoy the band. 
<laughs> so he's been dealt with, and uh, <coughs> well, you know, and again, yeah. if he <coughs> if he had anything objective to argue with, yeah. I might have overlooked the insults. Yeah. But when you just say this and that and this and that, it's like, dude, you're just throwing nothing but insults. Yeah. What happens when you throw insults? You don't have an argument. Yeah, so, that's right. So to our troll of the week, happy trails. And, you know, I that's I don't have time for uh, nonsense, you know. Yeah. If somebody posts something on, on my uh, site or my my channel and it's it's if it's criticism and then it's creative productive criticism hey that's fine i'm i'm all good with that no problem you know they say well you need to use a torque wrench instead of this you know okay yeah i got you that's that's perfectly acceptable what i generally do is you know every so often i'll go down my list and you know i take note of people who have commented most yeah. of the comment, all of the comments are helpful review, with the exception of certain people who have proved that they're not going to post anything yeah. outlandish, outrageous, you know, of, yeah. of the like. So every once in a while, maybe a couple times a year, I'll go through the list and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, Am and Chris, yeah, well, 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 he can free post it. I'm not worried about <laughs> yeah. it." Yeah. Now I'm that guy, but, uh, tactical Bigfoot research. Yeah. Uh, you got to watch that guy, Mike. Gotta watch uh, that yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> But now, so if somebody posts something rude and you know nasty or something on there, oh man, they're gone. I'm sorry. I have no time. I'm retired, and I have plenty of time on my hands, but I have not one minute for rudeness. So or ignorance. If, if somebody is rude to me, bye. Bye, man. Later on. So many people. There's millions, billions of people in the world, man. Of people that could be rude to me. Why should I let someone? In particular, do that. I don't. No. Now, we are getting close to one more news story. Okay. One more news story. And going to be uh, a horse-killing Sasquatch or something similar? No. And then we'll get to the video of, of the evening, um, which is going to be kind of fun. Um, it's going to be quick, but it's going to be fun. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, go off camera here for a second. I'm still here. Still here, but uh, you won't be able to see my... Uh, Handsome debonair face. <laughs> Chris is actually, he only wears a shirt. He wears nothing below the waist. Yes, yes. So he yes. probably had to stand up and get something. <laughs> <laughs> like like the, the waiter in the naked gun. Remember that? Where, where he turns I around. remember that. Or yeah. pants. <laughs> oh, that was good memory, Steve. Good memory. Oh, my God. It's a oh. Sam Squanch. Um, mm. uh, anyway, uh, so you're sitting down for this, right, Chris? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. This, this, this was overwhelming news to me. <laughs> I, hopefully, hopefully it's not for bad reasons. But there it is. Oh, no. The Bigfoot Ballyhoo blog is oh. finally blah, blah. This is a terrible day for heart. <laughs> Horrible day for the truth. A bastion of truth, a site that is a bastion of truth, has been stricken from the internet. <laughs> oh my God, approved by Abraham Lincoln himself. That's right. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe it. Oh, Linda, what happened, honey? What happened? I bet you're a YouTube channel star. Mm. You know, um, I, I, maybe. I, I don't maybe know. she's going to do a live show now. On well, I'm, I, well, I'm just hoping she's not <laughs> ill because I don't wish anybody illness or no, any no, of that no. stuff. No. Or, you know, uh, but the blog is gone and I'm very happy because it was the greatest source of misinformation yeah. and probably her biggest pull off was the Miller doc Oaks mm-hmm. you know, where people were rambling and talking about the Miller doc and, yeah. and all this other stuff. And, you know, it tracks back to the two loggers on the right hand side. Yeah. And then uh, of course the reminder years ago, um, the, uh, Bill Emery, uh, trial cam photos, which was yeah. just an inverted picture yeah. of the, the creature from uh bigfoot the uh, sasquatch the legend of bigfoot yeah the one of my all-time favorite movies there yeah and how Perfect. one of the the uh the esp team the emory saxon parchell team the, the p is parchell for hank parchell when yeah. uh, the movie the legend uh, uh you know the legend of bigfoot had a hank parchell yeah it. yeah so it wasn't just a coincidence, forward. you know. Yeah, it could and be. Just, it could and be. just a coincidence. The picture came from that film too. It, yeah, yeah, it, just a coincidence. That's all. And just another coincidence that the picture she stole off the newspaper article was Saxton, who yeah. part of the EF yes. team was was on that too as a fisherman, yes. not this outdoor logger guy. So it's just uh, you know good to see that. Um, site go bye bye. I'm sure a lot of the sightings on there that terrible were reported news. terrible oh. were um, were probably um, uh, probably all just made up anyway. And it was always yeah. the, the yeah. woman talking to her like she had this connection with all these women. It's just fantasy. And um, this was this website. Well, this blog was more a, a, an exercise in a creative. Uh, Writing fiction. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I awesome. talked to her publisher in the newspaper and she said, Yeah, she's posting on her blog that these stories are real that she's been putting in your newspaper. She goes, I was always under the impression it was fiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think everybody else was too, Steve. You know. No, they weren't. Otherwise, well, yeah, the, the, the brand Miller, new people. The, yeah. The Miller doc would have never gotten traction. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, all these um, you know, all these other people that would have these, you know, these comments, like there was somebody that was a lawyer and, Oh, thank you. So-and-so Judy, or, you know, it's all yeah, these yeah, women yeah. that were talking, but every single story had the same kind of flow. And I remember years ago, Autumn Williams and I talking because Autumn Williams is from Oregon. So is LNP. Yeah. And, um, uh, the, the stories always had the same flow. Well, my husband and I were driving down the road and, yeah. You know, it was always the woman reporting it, and you well, know. yeah, with with the will of the uh, the Miller document, you know that that was very interesting, and it was pretty well done by an amateur. But when they tried to uh, put the the throw in the sciency jargon there, it, it kind of just fell in on it, itself. Yeah, it fell on itself. <laughs> And, Sorry, and the other, the, and the, the fact she used a guy that we were able to find who it was, yeah. and we found the real H. A. Miller. He was never a yeah. PhD. He was never yeah. went to medical school. He was a forester. 
and he had his master's in forestry and yeah, he wrote yeah. a book, co-authored a book with somebody else. And, yeah. uh, you know, that was written in the sixties, which is, uh, you know, right around the time of this event. And in nowhere does he say he's a medical doctor. Right. And we have pictures of the guy she put out there. Yeah. You know, in other, in other schools. Well, and the, yeah, the story though, in, in the, the, the Miller document about the, the, tr the Sasquatch uh, being uh, what uh, hit by a tree that was struck by lightning or something, or, you know, that, that, you know, we, you, you want to believe it. You, you really sure. want to believe it. Okay. Yeah. Lightning strike, you know, Hey, it happens to humans, you know, and uh, golfers, especially, you know, if you play golf, you know, uh, don't go play in the rain. Like, <laughs> the, the Miller doc all, you know, centered around this Columbus Day incident where lightning struck a tree and it fell on a Sasquatch killing him. Yeah. And these were the two loggers on, on the right hand side that that found it by the name of Lauren Statman and uh, yeah. Jerry, uh, Jerry Lustin uh, or something like that. Uh, and and uh, by running uh, the search of the picture, I found where the picture came from it came from a clipping of a newspaper article yeah <clears throat> um that's the original one that was in the the database there and yeah. uh it, it had nothing to do one of the guys uh, the guy on the right was buzzy franklin and uh, buzzy had owned a diner and the funny thing is is uh, when i when i put this out there somebody from oregon said and a bigfoot researcher i believe it was barb shoop who yeah. said i know buzzy yeah, I used to go to his diner all the time. They had like the best breakfast in the world. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, so very things come Small full world. circle. Yeah, things mm -hmm. come full circle. Um, so uh, you know, it, uh, unreal, unreal. But there you have it. If if uh, uh, yeah, if that were were to happen, I mean, yeah, that would be a good way to find a body. You know, have one struck by lightning or. Uh, killed by a tree that fell on top of it or something. Yeah, that would be. And if people want to learn more about the Miller doc, we did a deep dive on it, uh, you know, I think a year and a half ago uh, with the help of a researcher from Washington State by the name of Reba Campbell, um, who really had some, had all this information. She Great had the work. answer right in front of her, and I kind of helped Great her work. get to the right answer. And um, she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> But but the Miller dog just collapsed after that. So, um, okay, uh, is it video time yet, uh, guys? This is nothing spectacular at all, um, and I I omitted the uh, aud aud audibles of the video because they had some background music playing, mm. and I'm not sure if it was a uh, a freeware piece of documentation or a freeware uh, audio. So that's why there's no um God you can't be too to, careful these days. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. yeah. We don't want you want to get flagged for it and then have it removed right. off the playbacks. So I, I took the sound out of the video and uh this TikTok video starts and of course I've actually zoomed in on the area of where it is. So it's not in TikTok form or TikTok form where it's just up and down rather than you know widescreen. Yeah. Um Okay, that was interesting. Also, I noticed that my 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 monitor for the uh, channel just went down and it just came back up. So uh, we're still here. We're yeah. Still here. Um, no, I, I this monitor I can see we're still here, but um, 
<laughs> so how this starts is uh, she says, well, I got a very interesting video from the daughter of my boss. And um, she goes on to say, do you see it? It looks like this thing is jumping and it's running away at incredible speed. And, uh, you know, could this, this could very well be a Sasquatch or something to that effect. Um, so we'll play that now. And um, you're going to see that tree over there on the left. And there it is, supposedly jumping. And the camera flies over there, comes back, and it's gone. Oh, that actually, I'm sorry. Looks like she did some reverse capturing, you know, like yeah. she was putting an editor to slow it down a bit. Um, it is very fast. The original, like, it's gone. Um, well, there it is, jumping. Now it's going to go back and. Oh boy, uh, that's yeah. a lot of wavy camera action there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, to me, it could be anything. Um, it could even, you know, could that be something added? I don't know if the camera ever went back um, to show that. Uh, is it like falling out of the tree? I can't really even catch what the action is. Uh, jumping out of the tree. Yeah, I think so. Uh, oh my God, this is horrible. <laughs> yeah, there it is. You know, you really can't see. Oh yo yo! Well, it does take quite the jump. Yeah, but it looks like it swings around the tree. It's kind of really weird because you really don't see that fresh. And I agree, it does look like uh, a bird. <sighs> it does look like a bird. I agree. Hmm. Right. I, I agree. I don't know, man. It's so blurry. Uh, you can't really... Uh, I mean, it, it classifies as a blob squatch. I mean, yeah, it's a good blob squatch. But yep. Yeah. Um, what concerns me is the swift movement of the camera. And plus, also, you know, the camera goes well past it. It's like, you know, they only wanted yeah. to get a sweeping motion of yeah, why didn't they notice it? Yeah. So, yeah, this one's a thumbs down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big thumbs down. Um, big red flags on this one. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and people are right. It floats like a leaf. It floats like a bird. It just doesn't seem to be, you know. And it's so quick in the original video. That's why I didn't bother showing it. It's just like. Yeah. So could it be just something falling? You know, at a distance from not far from the camera, could it be? It's very um... now. If this person was an actual, honest to gosh researcher, then that happened to them, and they were able to catch that. Okay, then maybe you've got a good area. Okay, uh, maybe you. And that, that's you, a good you, good point by Kaiju Ninja. Uh, you know, moves while she's moving. I agree. It could be something on <coughs> the actual. Uh, uh, machinery she's on um yeah i just like i said i didn't really take a long look at this i just took uh i said this is interesting we'll just put it in front of everybody and as she moves yeah i don't think there's any way this was attached to the, the camera was attached to the bulldozer no no I, I don't it. think this was attached to it because there is a part where it moves just prior to removing the camera like, if you go up here, you see it start to move there. 
and she's actually moving the camera for a frame or two this way and then back. Yeah. Um, and it's actually moving the opposite direction. So I don't think it's anything attached to the dozer or the camera. Um, you know, to me, it looks like a bird. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh... I, I don't know. I, I don't see bird. Chris, you know, not a lot for me to see there. Uh, just, I don't see anything solidly on the ground. This is the way. first time I've seen this clip when you're showing it right here. I've not seen this. So this is all new to me. Yeah. And in looking at the, the still of it, that's on our graphic. It's like, where's the feet? You know, don't tell me this is another case of adding some CGI. And I'm not sure about this one. It's just too pixelated to note. I'm not really going to go the CGI route in this. It looks like something to me um, that Paradalia is hitting people's eyes, certain people's eyes going, oh, my God, it's a Bigfoot. It's a Sam Squanch. Yeah. He's not going to. He's trying to get into my shed. Whatever um, it is, it's blurry. Yeah. Horrible. So my question to the folks out there in chat tonight, let's talk about this. Can an adult, does adult Sasquatch go, go into trees? What do you think? Yeah. I think and what do you I think, think, Chris? Yeah, I think they do. I think they do. Yeah, I think they well, do. I think that's how they, they topple trees over. I believe the large, the large creatures climb up so high and then they get the tree leaning and the tree has no choice. It either has to break off or uproot. I don't think that they're actually physically strong enough to push a tree over. I don't think so, but I think they can use their, their weight and uh, leverage to, you know, I, I got to start bringing that back the porcupine rating system. <laughs> and this one will give one porcupine out of five. One yeah. Because it's something at least that is <clears throat> probably not something that's a hoax. It's probably more something that's yeah. You know, just misinterpreted. Yeah, I I think they do go up in trees though. Now I didn't, I didn't uh, years ago. I didn't think they could. I thought, well, something that big is not going to be up in a tree. But now I think they can. I think well, can. you got to understand if something's five hundred pounds, that's a lot of weight to bear yes. for a tree. Right. So yeah. you know, you look at a gorilla, a baby gorilla will go into a tree, but as gorillas get older and more robust, yeah. they won't do it. Yeah. So. Hard to say. Um, we do know that primates as young like the monkey bars and like, yes. like to climb. That's why we have monkey bars in parks yeah. because as kids and as young, you know, young primates, we're, oh, we're trying to explore what our hands and feet can do and climb and explore. Yeah. And we're more limber. We're more flexible. You know, as we get older, and that's true with all primates, we tend to get a little more stiffer, yeah, older, and uh, a level. Yeah, of, I used to love. I, I used to love to climb that. trees. Not not so much anymore, but I used to love to climb trees. Yeah. It was fun. And true, uh, Joe said uh, maybe they'll, uh, you know, maybe to grab a beehive for honey or something like that. Um, well, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, that they can yeah, go up sure. in a tree. You know, 
I don't believe they travel that way, but I believe they can go up in a tree. Yeah, you don't think they're Tarzaning to tree to tree to tree? No, I don't think they're doing okay. that. No. no. <laughs> 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 swinging through the swinging through the jungle on vine. No, we don't have that many vines here in Kentucky. There, there are the odd grapevine, and every every now and again you'll find, but. You can't really, there's not enough of them where you can swing from tree to tree. Ah, you see that Chris is returning to food again. See, he said grapevines. <laughs> no, grapevines here, they don't have any grapes, yeah. uh, the wild grapevines. Uh, but they do get very large in diameter, and they'll, they'll grow from the ground up to the top of a tree. So when they get well tangled up in the top, you can cut them off at the ground and boy, you grab that grapevine and back up, and you can really have a lot of fun. I spent uh, many a, many an hour swinging on those things when I was a kid. Uh, it, it's a natural homemade swing. It certainly is. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun, and all you need to take a saw with you, you know, or a hatchet or something. Other. I just, um, I just don't see it. Um, because you would think that, wouldn't you, if they jump out of a tree, you would find the tracks around the trees. How many tracks have we found facing a tree yet or facing out from a tree? Well, that's why years ago I didn't think, I did not believe that the, the big ones would actually go up in a tree. But after thinking about the trackway from years ago that disappears, now I believe that's the only option that's the only like, explanation for that is they had to go up into a tree. Had to. It didn't, I didn't, didn't occur to me at the time. If it had occurred to me at the time, maybe I could have looked around a little further and picked it back up. One would think, this is only speculation. Again, this is all speculation. Yes, right. That if they did climb trees, we would eventually find a dead one that fell out of a tree and hurt himself. It fell, yeah. You know, but we haven't done that either. Um, nor seen any evidence of that. There would be some blood or you know some some ebb form of evidence by the tree with a broken branch and blood that would indicate, hey, something fell out of oh, the tree. You know, right. of course, there's going to be ones that are injured. Right, it just has to be. It's got to be. You know, they're going to have somebody fell and broke a leg or something. You know, but evidently, maybe they're really good healers. You know, maybe they can heal themselves pretty quickly. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of a social uh, question there. Uh, if one of the group gets injured, do the others take care of it while it's injured? You know, stuff like that. And I really do believe these are social creatures, social animals. I think they have their own groups. They, you know, maybe live in and, and take care of each other. But uh, speculation, once again, speculation. If you had only one living as a single, like a, a male or something by himself, and he breaks a leg, well, you know, he's pretty much screwed. You know, so. <laughs> so grass, grass has no Cuba for me. I was born there. We're not talking about Cuba, the country we're talking. They're talking about Cuba, New York, <clears throat> where there's the famous Cuba cheese factory. <clears throat> and they make delicious cheese curds and other fine cheese products. Ah, and it's also very good Bigfoot country as well, as Mike pointed out. 
Um, yeah, so Cuba cheese. Oh, back to food again. Sorry. I like to have a Cuba cheese with a bowl of cereal. Or not a bowl of cereal, a bowl of chili. Cuba cheese, you know? Cuba of the cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like a cube of cheese from Cuba cheese. Oh, okay. That would probably be good. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Texas, Steve, time for a road trip. Yeah. Here's, yeah, uh, buddy. Check Patrick Collins' comment out here. Reason we never find a dead Bigfoot body. Rick Dyer hides them all in his freezer. <laughs> That's rich. That, that is, is rich. I like that. So I did a little snooping and pooping today, too, and it looks like he is... Keeping true to his word, staying out of the Bigfoot stuff. So, well, hasn't posted anything in quite some time about the hairy one. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'd always kind of figured he might. But then again, you know, once he's been in it, he might come back. You know, he might come back yeah, bigger think, and better next time. I think he's really into his auto stuff now. And he's trying yeah. to, you know, trying to act as a mentor to people and how to sell cars and. Oh, oh yes. Well, there's probably more money in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would probably, uh, I would think he would probably concentrate on where the most money comes in, and you know, having like a, a training program for selling used cars would be. Yeah, but if you watch any of his videos, he's still going to be talking about cars. He's still talking his very cocky ways and his arrogant yeah. ways, and he is a used car pet. Rick Dyer is yeah. a used car salesman. Yes, yes, sir. He sure is. Has been. Yeah. Has been since I've known him in 2008. Yeah. yeah. When the uh, first hoax. And I agree. Jay Fritz says, and hello, Jay. Good to see you, sir. Says, Tiger never changes their stripes. Not. Yeah. I think. Uh, you know. He was uh, selling used cars back during the Georgia hoax. Wouldn't mm-hmm. uh, At that time. Because uh, Witten was the. Uh, Police officer. Policeman. Yeah. And then, uh, or the some factor, he worked as a deputy jailer or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't what a jailer. Was he? he was an actual road road. Uh, okay. Road officer. Actual. Okay. He actually uh, had gotten shot in the line of duty and uh, was on leave. Uh, that you know, he wasn't shot before they started this talking about this Bigfoot tracker stuff. Yeah. And then boom, he got shot. And then that's when the hoax really launched. Yeah. And, at first, Matt Witten did a lot of the talking on the videos. You thought Matt was the brains behind the, the scheme, and it was actually quite the opposite. It was Rick that was behind. Oh the yeah, scheme. you know, Dyer hooked him, guaranteed. Dyer saw Witten as, uh, oh gosh, here's a guy that's got some credibility. He put his hooks in him. You know, oh, we can go a long way with this guy. Yeah, well, pretty good one. Yep. yep. Until Cole's got a hold of him. Eventually, yep. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, it's just uh, pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, but you know, interesting. Nothing against Rick Dyer. Nothing against Rick Dyer. You know, I enjoy. I thought his stuff was entertaining. I really did. I did not. Oh, I thought because, it was. Uh, well, some of the stuff he was doing was just downright wrong. I mean, somebody he would go after people. Um, like, like, remember he had said that Lauren Coleman had warrants oh, out for him in Mexico yeah, for sexual yeah. offenses against children. That's, that was wrong. And there was yeah. another guy from Australia who was actually in the security service industry, you know. Yeah. And had a lot of contracts with people. And um, he had 
doctored up a newspaper article and started disseminating that, replacing yeah. uh, the actual criminal's name with his name. Yeah. And again, that, that had a sexual overtone to it as well. Boy, that's that's really wrong. Yeah. I, he, he should understand you can't go around just doing that stuff. I mean, somebody but, will nab your butt into a courtroom and take everything you have and everything you will have. But remember, a sociopath just doesn't care. Mm. Yeah, no consequences and, and, for me. And there is yeah. a very big sociopathy going on there with him. Yeah. And it has all the the, the earmarks. But you got to admit, that, though, that the, it is entertaining, all those rants about, I'm the best Bigfoot tracker in the world and all this other stuff. That is entertaining. I mean, you got to laugh. You got to laugh. It, it's funny. It's not. I didn't find it funny at all. You don't actually. Oh, oh come I, on, man. I was so disgusted with him. Um, uh, maybe at first I found it funny, but then as the attacks against other people, everything he did, I just well, that's found. not. Yeah, that's that's not entertaining at all. That's just wrong. And as was him trying to make money from people by trying to dupe them into believing that he actually had the Bigfoot. Hey, That's plop, wrong. Uh, can you plop Kaiju, uh, Kaiju Ninja's uh, comment out there? And the question is, I I, I certainly don't know. Um, he's, he's not really a, quiet. He's yeah. not been a very big, high-profile guy lately. I don't know if that's because of his age. He's got to be tipping 70-plus now. He's been really quiet the last so, few years. He really has. So, yeah. Um, as much as we kind of chuckle and uh, like to poke fun, you know, these guys are getting up there in their age and yeah. uh, they may not be around for too much longer, you know? So I'm trying to, you know, walk around that one a little bit lately. Cause I don't know if he's well or not um, because of his absence. It's kind of like the Linda Newton Perry thing. It's, it's yeah. like, like all of a yeah. sudden, boom, she has, you know, now she's not doing that. Is something wrong? Is are they sick? And I, I certainly hope not. I don't wish anything bad on people. I don't hate these no, people. No, 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 no. Um, Biscardi, I dislike for lying to me. Let me just put it to you that way. You know, you can do, you know, that was stuff done to me. Rick Dyer, when I, you know, him trying to set me up in California, um, yeah. you know, that was, um, you know, worthy of, uh, but he didn't eventually apologize for that. That was sneaky and conniving on a, a new level. It was, it was wrong. Yeah, um, and, yeah. You know, people, in case people don't wonder, he claimed he had a small one in captivity or a small dead one, and he challenged me and a few other people to go out to California. Well, the guys <laughs> on Facebook find Bigfoot for whatever reason, and I don't know if it was a setup or not. Yeah, uh, but uh, they were starting to distrust Rick. Yeah, and they wanted me to fly out there, and they gave me the mileage. You know, they gave me this, so they booked the ticket for me. Said, "No, we want you to go." So I flew out there and uh, take a look. And I had booked a return flight the same day, so I got there at ten in the morning, and I would fly out at like eleven thirty at night, take the red eye back home. Yeah, and uh, what ended up happening was, is I get there and we get this whole line of BS about, well, why don't you meet me up? I'm up behind the Hollywood sign. Just grab a cab. And then I'm like, a cab probably would have cost $75 from yeah. LAX to that point. Yeah. But a couple of the other people were actually by coming in my car and they were from California. So they, you know, we were t- messaging each other and uh, it was right. Susie Natayish, um, 
and uh, she picked me up at the airport. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Let's just go over to the hotel where he claims he's staying and we'll go into the lounge and we'll try to. So we're having a cocktail or two saying, and then eventually he tried, he tried to say, Oh, you've been tracked. We got you. And his whole entire audience turned on him because they were like, we, we thought you were going to show him up. Yeah. This was our day. Rick, you said you had this and yeah. you were going to show him up. And now you're saying you don't have anything. You're not there. Yeah. And, and so then I immediately did a reply video saying, you know what, with a cocktail in my hand and I got bugs on my left and Susie on my right. And uh, we're sitting there with, with cocktails, raising our glasses up. And I'm saying, yeah, does it look like you really busted my chops? Thanks for the free trip to California. Guess where, guess what? I'm going to in and out burger next because we don't have them on the East coast. And then I'm enjoying some, a good meal with some friends and then I'm flying home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was really you really got me. <clears throat> well, you know, he had no idea, no no thought in the world that you would actually show up. He's like, oh, no, he'll never. Oh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just but, issue this challenge, and then he just won't accept it. Then I can make, make good on that. I can say, well, right. see, I told you to come out here, but you didn't. But yeah. I have it right here. You know? yeah. I, call, I called his bluff. <laughs> called his bluff. And, it was so uh, yeah. good. In fact, I, I remember it was uh, that... that um, Oh, I forget his name. That um, uh, Robert Lindsay's blog. That that yeah. guy. Remember? Yeah. He I remember. Wanted to interview me the night before I flew out there. And first question is, what do you expect to see when you fly out to California? And my answer was two words: a hoax. A hoax. Yeah. And I called it, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not expecting to see a dead Bigfoot. I, I know there's not going to be a dead Bigfoot. And people around me were worried. You know, you know what this guy's going to do. You know. He's going to send you to the, you're going to get in a car with him. He's going to drive you out to some place and show you this thing at some remote facility if it exists. And what if it's just a setup to like kill you or do I'm not worried about uh, it? No. I'm not worried about it. No, no. Yeah. Um, and believe me, I can tell you, I can handle myself pretty, pretty freaking well. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, so yeah, so that was a very interesting time. Um, and that was just before all the tragedy struck in my life with my brother and my mother. So, uh, but that was like the last of the real good times. And that was it after that, you know, eventually that whole thing fell apart on its own. Yeah. And I didn't have to do much more after that. I, you know, my, my whole reaction is, you know, Rick and Rick can shut the hell up. Yeah. You know, you know, if he wants to prove there's a Bigfoot, you know, uh, I'll give you one month from today, meet me at this location here in New York. Now you come to me and show me the Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. And of course he didn't, I was making that open challenge. And of course he didn't respond to it and wouldn't do it. So again, his audience was like, well, if you got it, why don't you show him up? You know, what's left of it. So the cool thing is, is that I did make a lot of, um, you know, uh, some of his people that were hooked on to him for a long time. Uh, eventually, came around and then they became my friend They yeah. wanted to apologize. And we ended up talking and Frank Kelly was one of them, the, you know, late, great Frank Kelly. Yeah. And, um, he was a good dude. And a lot of people kept saying, Oh, we don't think he's got a heart condition. He did. And, uh, you know, that's what he passed of, unfortunately. And, uh, not at a very old age either. I think he was in well, his late fifties. Yeah. You know, that those people that were following him, they, they were just a little bit, I don't want to say gullible, but, you know, there were probably good people that wanted to believe him, uh, yep. and, 
It's just they were they were duped by a con man, and there's no no sin in that. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, Mick has a comment too. Can you throw that up there, Chris? Um, if there was, it was talk amongst people. Uh, there was talk amongst people that were worried about me. And it says, Steve, as I recall it, there was a very real threat to your safety when you went out there to meet Dyer. Yeah. <clears throat> and I basically poo-pooed any of that talk. Yeah. Believe me, I had all the contingencies in my head and prepared for anything. But I, one thing I was very confident of is that, um, you know, he wasn't going to do anything because people were watching this. Right. People yeah. were, were, you know, and we were all keeping, you know, people posted on, on social media what was going on. And I think I think I'd send some pictures of me at the airport in the morning and then me arriving in L.A. And right. um, and um, and this is, that's the thing. And of about, course, me at In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Rick. You know, I wouldn't be so concerned about him uh, maybe uh, trying to do bodily injury to anybody. I, but, you know, I would be concerned about him telling me a story, you know, yeah, about Bigfoot. Won't try and make me believe something. Not necessarily that he's going to try to harm me in any way. No, no. Yeah. I don't think he would harm anybody. No. No. Yeah. And, and I haven't uh, been yeah. married to him either. So, I don't yep. Know. Norma, girly Bigfooter. Hello, Norma. Good to see you in chat. That Steve is smarter than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was I, I was prepared for any contingency, and the fact is, is that's why I had waited for Bugs and Susie to show up. So now, strength in numbers. Now there's three of us. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm a formidable foe on my, uh, on my own. Now I got a couple extra helping hands and distractions that, um, yeah, um. Uh, so Rick believes there's a Bigfoot now. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Um, it's hard to say. Probably doesn't. Um, Probably because he's, he's... Hey, is uh, Nikki still in chat since we're on this? Is, if Nikki is still in chat, um, can I send you a link and can you pop on? Because there's a very... Nikki had Rick on her show, Harry mm. Man, Hoaxes and Hoodwinks. And... Um, I got wind of it and he started dropping my name and, and Nikki dropped me a line on it. So I got in on the show and, um, um, I got in on the show and I kind of put him in his place and he was saying things. And I said, well, I got the police report right here, Rick, <laughs> you know, and that kind of like, Oh, Oh, oh. um, and then, uh, I, I think Nikki's gone to tell you the truth. Um, but in the in the chat, there was me, there was uh, Pat Turner and Nikki, and Pat was furious at, at Rick. He was letting him have a double double barrel, even more so than I was earlier. But we kind of rolled it back a bit and started getting into a, a discussion. Yeah. <clears throat> and at that point, I had said something to Rick that really affected him. I think, and that was, he thought everything was, it was just a big joke. This is all in fun, blah, blah, blah. I'm making money off it, but it's all in fun and nobody cares. And then I said, well, let me explain this to you there. You know, there is, there are probably a few thousand people out there that believe in this. And when you conduct a hoax, 
you yeah. know, they're they're excited at first because they're finally going to be validated and not called crazy. And then it comes out to be not real and you're laughing. It's like you're laughing at them. That's right. And now they feel crushed and hurt. And all of a sudden he just went, the, the smile came off his face and he, he looked down and he goes, wow. He goes, I, I never really had that explained to me that way. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, Ugh. and he, he was speechless for about four or five minutes. Um, oh, she isn't. Let me see if she can come on real quick. I'll send her an invite chat. Let me just get on the right. Let me just get on the right machine because um, I, yeah, I want now, to. Uh, with with Rick promoting uh, hoaxes, that that's not entertainment. I, that's wrong, and I don't like that. Right. Uh, but now, the the message, the, the rants that he came came across with his TikToks and stuff like that about being the best Bigfoot tracker in the world. Now that is entertainment. I think <laughs> that that that's entertaining. But uh, if, as far as him trying to dupe somebody into believing that he has a body or some, oh no, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Okay, so I just sent Nikki the the invite because we, we we never know where this conversation is going to roll. I love to have her <laughs> input on on the whole. Um, I always like to have Nikki's input on Dyer. Yeah, yeah, because she's she really is the one who who got the, the the scoop on him after the fact with his new. He was ramping up for another um, another um, you know another. Uh, run so uh, yeah. people are happy Nikki's coming on we love having Nikki on oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah that, that whole conversation is very interesting and then he, eventually he he turned around he apologized and um, you know he apologized he says I feel I feel bad now he goes I, I never really and he said to everybody and Steve explained it to me. He goes, I've never had anybody explain it to me the way Steve just did it. Now I understand. Now I understand that it hurt people. So that really ramped his stuff down. And I think that's when the last of the Bigfoot stuff you had heard. Um, Cause he was ready to give it another go. And um, Okay, we just got rid of the uh Oh yeah. Spammer in the uh Uh you probably got him same time I did. <laughs> well, you, you hit him and I reported him. So that'll, Okay. That'll keep uh Hey, it's Jay Bachochin in the house too. And uh hey. Jay, I don't know if you you weren't here earlier, but we we did uh we did put this up. I'll put it up again just cuz Jay is here. Um, again, our deepest condolences, Jay. I know how much Linda meant to you. Um, so, brother, we're we're praying for you, and uh, we are very sad for your loss. Uh, really, it's all our loss, but we really feel sorry for you. Who, you know, you and Linda were close, and um, you know, if there's anything we can do, just uh, don't hesitate, my brother. We all love you down here. We're not given enough time as it is. And, you know, when somebody goes, have to go early, that's, that's no good. So, so uh, anyway, um, 
Yeah, it was pretty sad. I, I don't see Nikki in the jet room yet, so I don't know if we're going to just move on right now. But if she is, uh, oh, she just gave me, uh, she's probably setting up. She just gave me a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she'll yeah. be here shortly. Um, yeah, but I, I don't really think that uh, Dyer yeah, um, ever believed in Bigfoot. I don't, I don't think he did. Um, uh, Norma also brought up Carrie Arnold, who was, uh, was at the Bigfoot Odyssey, uh, podcast host, um, who passed away in a car accident, very young, very tragic, very sad family guy, um, did not know him. Uh, we've never crossed paths, um, unfortunately. Uh, but from what I heard, he was a pretty upstanding guy, was very kind to everybody, um, and got mixed up with this dink. Uh, down in Florida, and uh, you know, uh, after his death, this guy was throwing his name out there, smearing his name, and truly yeah. tasteless, and you know, smearing nice. smearing the widow's name, uh, really, really tasteless. So, uh, yeah, that guy was uh, Mark Zasky, I believe, and uh, he was just saying all he was just like psychotic about talking about Carrie and his family because they wanted their equipment back. It was part of this project. And he was trying to make the argument, oh, that was given to me. Mm. You know, the old, uh, and we saw, you know, Bob Garrett do that to uh, uh, Maximus uh, Detrimus, uh, Detri uh, I can never think of his name, Detrimus, I think, uh, Maximus Detrimus, uh, that's a screen handle who was loaning out FLIR units to people, um, these FLIR cameras that yeah. were actually mountable and you put them there and it would monitor an area and, um, you know, uh, he had a hard time. He didn't get one back. He sent him three, and the two he got back were completely trashed. Uh, you know, because they were mad that probably mad because they got asked to return the cameras. Uh, um, but yeah, so hopefully Nikki will be here in a second. Nikki, are you out there? Are you coming on? Um, don't worry about makeup. Wake up. Put bigger. makeup on, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I can't sing much more. Yeah, Pat says people suck. Yes, yes, they do. But, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, there was a lot of people telling Carrie, you don't want to get mixed up with this guy. And they did. Um. Yeah, and the sad thing is ASCII subs counts keep growing. That's because controversy sells. Yeah. That's because, you know, uh, if I mention Todd Standing and do a show or a video on, there's another one. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> Enjoy the band. <laughs> And look who's with us now. Hello, Nikki. Hey. Now I can't turn you off over here. Hold on. There you go. <laughs> oh, it's dark in here. I just shut everything down. <laughs> Sorry. We, you know, we never know where this conversation goes. And when we started talking about, because, you know, the chat started talking about Dyer. And um, it was like, okay, well. But you were there that infamous night, and uh, I just want your take on the the after show chat. 
Oh my god. The one that should have been recorded. <laughs> it should have been recorded. Should have. Yeah. It would have um, been something else. I mean, it, he, it, once we got to the back and things got, you know, everybody takes a deep breath and we were calm and, and we were felt, I felt comfortable enough, you know, to t talk to him and it, if everything was bullshit, everything, he just, yep. I go, you know, during the, my show, he still wanted to say that that temp video was real, you know, that that was real. And, um, I mean, do you think my words changed his attitude when I said to him about how people perceive that and how they were hurt by that? Cause it seemed like he stopped in his track. Yeah. He seemed like, it had affected him yeah. because he got a different look in his face. You know, he, uh, seemed like, I don't know, maybe for the first time, you know, he really thought about, well, it's affecting other people. It's yeah. affecting other people. Not that he really cared beyond that because <laughs> yeah. he didn't, but, um, it, it was just like a little bit of a realization that happened, I think. And, um, and that, that's when he started saying, well, yeah, the 10 video wasn't real with something, you know, Morgan yeah. Matthews and the guy was complaining about the suit. He was the wearing suit. He went into detail about the guy in the suit and, and who he was. And, oh yeah, I picked that guy was an actor. He, he was on, uh, um, the ring Lord of the Rings or something. And, uh, that guy was a pain in my ass. He, he we couldn't do anything because he was always getting hot in the suit. And I mean, he he said things we didn't we didn't ask him those things. He just yeah. started uh, unloading. Okay, the after show went even almost longer than the, the real show. show. Yeah. We were there a long time. We were, and uh, and, and we that were. was fine. You know, I just. And I, it seemed his apology to us seemed very sincere as well. It did. Um, you know, and he, you know, we I mean, like, it wow. only goes that far still. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I, I already knew what kind of guy he was, you know, from watching him all those years. You catch him in these moments. And, yeah. And if you, you know, can bring him down off this high of, you know, I'm not going to say necessarily sociopathy, but he does have a, a, a big lack of empathy for people and he is very narcissistic. And when you bring that down, you say, Hey, look at, look, you're talking to a person here. Um, he kind of, he kind of, uh, checks back in to the human race and he's like, Ugh. um, and then, you know, the funny thing is I found the same kind of thing with Biscardi, except Biscardi is, you know, when he's in the Bigfoot mode, he's not getting out of it until he wants to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Biscardi, if you get him out of the Bigfoot loop, is genuinely a nice guy. Hey, hey, look, I bought this. You got to try these. These are delicious. You know, yeah. and, and you know, that kind of, <laughs> oh, he goes, let's go over here. Like, oh, I want to show you this. And, you know, Sean, you know, when we were in Palm Springs one time, um, and, you know, he was like, wow, you know, he's, he's being really cool. You know, he's being the... The the 
almost fatherly or crazy uncle type of guy there instead of being this dick that he is when he's on the road. Um, yeah. Or when he's playing the, you know, the world's greatest, the world-renowned Tom Biscardi. Um, so it, it's amazing the insight that I have to seeing these people and how they've acted over the years because I think I probably had so much close interaction with Dyer and Witten and Biscardi over the years to, you know, and thank God I've talked to so many criminals in my life because it gave me some insight on how to deal with certain situations. And uh, Matt Witten, uh, you know, he disappeared after the 2008 hoax. And, you know, uh, I talked to him in 2012 or 2011, late 2011, when Dyer started that second hoax up. And, uh, you know, he's like, you know, man, he goes, I, he just gets a kick out of it. He likes being hated, I guess. I, I just don't get it. He goes, I never, I never really thought, you know, that people would hate me for this. And then all this hate mail started coming in. And I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. You know, and he goes, that's why I, I walked away from it. He goes, that's, that's, you know, crazy. And he goes, I felt genuinely bad. I was hurting people. And, and then of course I, I tried to, you know, a few years later, you know, I, you know, here we are in 2011, 2012. And I, I still say, so what really destroyed that hoax of yours? He goes, you, <laughs> <laughs> He goes, that was Biscardi's uh, worst decision. We would all have been rich. But yeah, he goes, but, and he goes, but in the scheme of things, you know, basically in the scheme of things, yeah, I'm probably better off not taking that money or not getting money in that, that type of, of way. Yeah. You know, so I think mm. there was some Zen realizations within himself. Right. Um, you know, and I think, you know, I used that bit of knowledge to, say what I said to Dyer that night to get him down was, you know, Hey, you don't, you don't know, realize the people you've hurt. You know, there are people looking for validation. They're all excited. Oh, we're going to get validated. This is going to be it. This is going to be it. And <gasps> it's a friggin' fake crushed, mm -hmm. you know, crush those people. Yeah. It was a yeah. lot of different emotions going on the whole, the whole time from the beginning of the show to near the end to him getting excited when he found out that you wanted to come on to, you know, coming on. And then right away you were like, okay, let's, let's. Oh yeah. I came out saying. swinging. Yeah. You came, came in hot. You came in hot and it, but it, it elevated really, really fast, which I just let it go. Yep. Let it go. And, but you brought guys both brought it down fairly fast i mean it and that's, didn't last a whole, and, a whole and that's the re and that's the reason why because if i had come in you know like a mouse he would have stepped all over it oh for sure so that's why i came in like hey who you're talking to you know right you know so uh that's the reason why i i came in hot like that was i really angry no but i i knew how i had to use my tones and i knew how to um Oh, hey, Helton, a.k.a. Faster Man, welcome to the show. And you're right, uh, the best con are the nicest people. That's why they call mm -hmm. it a con. A con well, means confidence. Very, he talks very well. I mean, we had many conversations before the show. Well, not like a many, a couple, you know, to to so I could tell him how I wanted to do the show. I didn't want, want him to be on the defensive. I just was going to ask him questions. I didn't care what he had done or whatever. I just yeah. wanted the interview. So um, 
but I knew I I knew from the beginning that you can't couldn't trust anything he says. Anything. Everything that came out of his mouth, I needed to just take for what it was worth. And I wasn't gonna hold it as, you know, it that's the truth, you know, on the Bible truth or whatever. Because <laughs> I knew yeah. it wasn't. I that's mean Nikki. anything not only in a journalist, but she's an investigative journalist, so she knows <laughs> what this guy's all about before she ever asks him a question. I just wanted him to talk. I just wanted it to come out because it hadn't on live. Yeah. You know, yet it hadn't, nobody had interviewed him yet and nobody had gotten him to just say this stuff. Yeah. And other than in little, maybe little things, but um, the one thing I knew, I knew I just wanted him to talk. I was going to let him say whatever the Frick you wanted to. Yeah. And that's when, but when Steve came on, I didn't know where that was going to go, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm like, well, I know Steve can handle whatever's coming, you know? So just let it go. Just I, let it go. I know how to, I, I know how to handle him. And I knew he wasn't going to uh, just simply hang up or, or and disappear off the show. Right. He was going to yeah. stay. That's not in his character to, to to duck away from a fight. Right. Yeah. No. And and that's because probably when his he was younger, that's exactly what he would always do. So yeah. he creates this persona. You know, the world's greatest Bigfoot hunter persona. Everything. Downs, right. I was just going to say that everything he says or anything that comes out of his mouth. He has a reason, okay, for what he says, because he's always got this thing where what he says is a means to an end. Yes. He's going to do this because he wants this at the end. And most of the time that was money, money, yeah. money. Everything he said was to stir him towards that more money. And I and, mean, and even part, now. Yeah, part of it's ego, too. Yeah. You got you got to feed his ego, and the more people right. would would bash him, the happier he would get, the more arrogant he would get. Yeah. So you look at a person like that, and deep down, he's got to be feeling pretty bad. And yeah. uh, you know, it's how do you get into? How do you peel that onion back to get to that part? You know, and, he he swore he wasn't going to come back into the Bigfoot community. He had done this thing, and that was done, and blah blah blah, and. And now a year later, he's on TikTok and he's the Bigfoot hunter again, you know, yeah. and he's doing all his his strutting again and uh, talking about um, his Bigfoot, you know, that he 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 does. He's the best Bigfoot hunter in the world. So but you know, the funny thing is, is I don't think he's getting much traction like he had done. No, not as much. I noticed that uh, his following is he's got a lot of the car people that follow him, you know, and and his TikToks that are Bigfoot related, dude, they they get up there, you know, they they reach some of them eight thousand views, right, or so. But I think it's just because it's so outrageous, you know, right. people I don't think are anybody, catching on to it. Uh, yeah, nobody's believing him and saying, hey, you know, right. uh, back in the day, 
<clears throat> you know, when, when he started with the hoax number two, people, you know, it was spreading like wildfire, you know, among social media. Mm-hmm. And the way to gauge that is Facebook a lot of times because that's where people talk yeah. and nobody's talking yeah. about them. Yeah. It's like um, yeah, you're just another, another idiot. Yeah, Kaiju, he did make a lot of money. He made money off of the first one and he made a shit ton of money off the second one. I don't know how much he made off the second one uh, in reality because his expenditures on the second one were, were a lot. Yeah, I think he spent a majority of what he probably got, but it was over 100K, I think. Because if you talk to people like Andrew Clasey, who was his right hand man during the tour, he never got paid. He never made a cent. That's his claim. So he never took that three grand or whatever from the beginning, from the beginning deal. I do not believe that. Do not believe that. Remember Muskie Allen. Mm. Remember that guy? Yeah. And, um, you know, we we found out his name is Allen Redmond. And uh, because he was going by the Zalius and he had a criminal record for domestic violence and um, such. And (laughs) that came out. And, uh, he was trying to deny it. And that guy was a nasty POS. He was a straight up, to me, he was a straight up criminal. Um, and uh, so, yep. And Don, I uh, just to let Don know, um, uh, I will be uh, looking into that matter um, that Don is talking about. Again, I'm going to visit that particular thing yeah. probably in the future um you know i have realized that that is probably has a little traction on it so that needs to slow down a bit so, well I, I think dyer is kind of testing the waters i believe he's trying to see yeah. what kind of following right. he can get talking yeah. about bigfoot and if he gets enough people interested i, I swear i believe there's a hoax on the horizon i believe you, there's there's, there's the <laughs> think you're right chris <laughs> but i think you're right but let's also uh, look at reality, and reality is he is. Um, well, now he's buying cars again. It's hard to say. Right. But I, I well, think his new know, thing is to bash everything else about the community. That's been his new thing. He's been bashing. He's been calling the PNG the biggest hoax ever in regards to Bigfoot. That uh, the whole lie between the PNG and that he's showing videos of uh, um, Hieronymus and um, what what was it? He was showing um, probably Philip Morris and yeah, all that the suit and all of that stuff. He's been showing clips from that, you know, just to say it's a lie lie number one lie number two this they lied to you about this there that's the route he's been taking about the bigfoot lately and and you never know he could be entirely right on that yeah. <laughs> you still don't know where that, yeah. that stands I mean, it's still right. a big controversy yeah it's, a big, it's right. a big high i would hate to think so um but if that ever came out that it was not real and believe me i've been in the center of controversy over that bs thanks to some manipulation um uh, it would it would really disrupt the community in a way that we've probably never seen before. Yeah, um, you're right. Well, um, you know, I, I I don't know if the Patterson Gillen film is real or not because there's things I like about it and there's things I don't like about it. 
But, you know, regardless, it doesn't affect my belief in these creatures at all whatsoever. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have anything to do with it. But uh, a lot of people have made a living off Patterson and Gimlin film, you know, talking about it, uh, trying to break it down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. 1967 Bigfoot, law number one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. And actually, you know, if he's talking about real stuff that's controversial, that would be a step up for Rick. He that is. He's spent even taking, yeah. uh, like, what we do, you know, video analysis, yeah. and he's yeah. been giving his own take on, is this real or not? <laughs> So Nothing wrong with that. That's good. I hope he's Doesn't with that him. seem like kind of the advice the advice Pat was giving him? Yeah, actually, yeah. Is he actually yeah. taking the advice? Well, I don't. That I, was given. You know, Rick will always be Rick, but he is not claiming he has a body. He's not out there claiming he has right. a video. Yeah. Um. No kaiju. He Rick told us there's no such thing as Bigfoot. He said that many, many times. There's no such thing as Bigfoot. Everything I've done has been a hoax. Everything I did was just for the money. He said that. He said that. And And once he said that, that's when I said, so the temp video is fake. And he goes, oh, yeah, that actor. And then he went into that whole thing. Oh. And then I go, well, what about the end part with the um, the BBC guys, you know, and, yeah. and the fake? All, that's all fake. All of it. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> the whole thing. It's all fake. Yep. Yeah, but all we fake. Don't have, I don't have any proof that he said it. So it's pretty much just. You know, me and Steve were there, and Pat was yeah. there, but I don't know if Pat remembers all of that um, part, <laughs> or if he was even in yet. Was Pat? Yeah, in he was. He was in? there from the. He was okay. there from the beginning, I believe. Okay. Or he came in very quickly after. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's um quite quite interesting when you deal with people like that. Um. <laughs> And you know what? If he's a dose of reality to people, you know, power to him. Yeah. Power to him as long as he's not hoaxing stuff. Yeah, you know, you can, he's you not can, hurting anybody I, right I, now. I, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I have no, I have no problem if he feels the Patterson Gimlin film is fake and this is fake and that's fake and there's yeah. a problem in the community because mm-hmm. in certain sections there are problems in the community. You know, they have espoused people that go out all the time and find all this uh, evidence, which is garbage. Um, yeah. You know, we're going out there and do our research. And, oh, yeah, we were surrounded by Sasquatches. And we got all this evidence. And, well, where is it? Where's the audio? Where's the video? Where's the hair samples? Where's the tracks? Where's any of it? All you're showing us is these tree breaks. Show us the the monkey. The Patterson-Gimlin film and the attempts to debunk it uh, by using the Philip Morris suit and Bob Hieronymus, you know, uh, People say, oh, yeah, they, they they proved it. That's It was Bob in the suit because they redid it. Oh, my gosh. You know, they have, evidently they've never seen the photos of Bob in this Philip Morris suit. Uh, it was laughable. Uh, the BBC documentary where they said, oh, yeah, we've recreated the footage. Oh, my gosh, that was a joke. 
1967 cowboy did a heck of a lot better than any of these modern guys have ever tried. You know, regardless, you know what. And that that is that is true. Um, Don made a comment. Pat thought he could cure Dyer, and he did. And we were like trying to tell him, no, you, you can't cure. And that went away real fast. He he learned that lesson real fast. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, you can't you you can't fix that kind of person. You can only well, that's get... how fast um, Rick made friends or gained trust, you know, of Pat at that moment. Right. Because Pat came in hot to the after show. It's the con. I do remember that Pat came yeah. in pissed off at what he had heard on the show. So, you know, he came in cursing and everything at Dyer and Dyer took it, you know, for whatever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, but by the end of the night, it was totally opposite, you know? Well, I think part of it was that, uh, you know, he, it did change him when I talked about him hurting people, but then he got into his other mode where, well, I, I want to do something for the community. I want to, <laughs> and, and you know, that was the setup that, you know, I wasn't going to help him. I wasn't going to do it. I know better because the guy blows like the wind. And the, the problem is, and this is a story I probably haven't told before. So in 2009, I went down to Georgia to meet Rick and Rick was still on his behavior program at that point in time. And I met Witten and I met the, the kid, his last name was Achoa. That was his stepson at the time or his girlfriend, living girlfriend's son or whatever. And, uh, you know, Rick was doing everything I had asked. I wanted the freezer receipt. We went to the store. He got a copy. You know, he, I saw him. I was right there when he asked for it. He came off the printer. He, she gave it to him. He gave it right to me. That was the, the, the nail in Biscardi's coffin with the freezer receipt because of when he flew in and he could have never right. seen this thing frozen. Um, but. You know, so we had a really good, you know, he told me how they painted the face mask. Very accurate. He told me about the DNA and what Biscardi had said about, you know, cutting himself and, you know, getting a little human blood. The best thing we can do is have this contaminated with human DNA. That way I'll throw everything off whole nines. And that made a lot of sense to me. Um, we fast forward now, maybe about six months and I get a phone call from him saying, Steve, I got to tell you the truth. I really do have the body. <laughs> and that's when I, and that's when I knew I was like, oh, okay, Rick, well, you know, and I got off the phone and I didn't talk to him for like three years, four years until the next Oaks came out. Um, and that wasn't even really talking. We were talking through media, um, not necessarily person to person, but that was really the last time I had spoken to him person to person until that night we were in the after show chat. Um, so yeah, that that told me that when he said that, I you know I knew he was lying, and I'm thinking to myself, I didn't give it away that that he was lying to him. But I was like, well, you know, if you have something, then you better do this, 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 and this, and uh, oh, I gotta go, and that was it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, f me, <laughs> you know, that was my my reaction to it, and I just let it go, and then he reemerges, what two and a half years later after that to officially start this next hoax so 
Going back to the original hoax, the, the DNA turned out to be a mixture of human and possum. Yep. I thought that was rich. And that was another nail in Biscardi's coffin because he, altered, because he altered that email and sent it out to a bunch of people, said that it was, yeah. you know, human ape. <laughs> Man. So, um, and it's very easy to see the parallels between the Ketchum study and that as well because <laughs> who, who was the first person to promote Melba Ketchum uh, mm. was Tom Biscardi. A lot of people don't know that. And for a while, she was going to be searching for Bigfoot's DNA checker. And, um, hmm. you know, and it's true. I mean, Rick does have a lot of, you know, if he's going to go after the Bigfoot point, uh, that's easy. I do it all the time, but I do it a lot more tactfully, that is. Um, and I think that's a part that's missing. And given his background, too, it's like, you know, and unfortunately, if he goes and attacks people that are really hoaxing, because he's a former hoaxer, it may embolden the people to go against what he's saying and support this video that's a hoax. You know, like the, the you know, we, we had a conversation earlier about the Mississippi skunk ape video, and uh, it's it's very interesting that, um, you know, I had a guy comment on that stating, um, uh, it's up on the it's up on the, the comments stating that um, you know well you know how can you say this that thing I don't think you've debunked anything because how can you say this guy did you watch the entire video did you watch where this guy was actually a character in the IMDb you know the guy doesn't <laughs> exist why did they black his face out or, or blur his face out on the TV show that this was shown on, which is very obviously a, a spinoff of mountain monsters, except for it's in Louisiana. Why did he say this was filmed in Louisiana not Mississippi? Like everybody's claiming this to be. Why is this guy on social media has only posted one thing, both on the same day. He posted one item in YouTube, one item on Facebook, white item in uh, one of the, the, the groups. Um, and that was it disappeared, never to be heard of again, never to add anything to either one of those accounts. You know, obviously this guy is not a real person. Um, there is no social media footprint other than those postings of the video. And that was it gone. And, uh, you know, so the person isn't real. It was done for a fake show, a fake documentary series, like in the ilk of Mountain Monsters. Why in this guy? Because he's picking and choosing what he wants. He took the weakest part of the argument and said, oh, that doesn't prove anything. No, it doesn't. But it leads to suspicion. But and that's what I wrote to him. I said, I said, well, you know, the bottom line, why? How, you know, how was the suit made? How was this? I don't know. Without actually knowing the exact location, how can we determine anything or do an on-scene investigation to determine the height, size, weight of anything? I said, number two is... Uh, the bottom line on this is the person never existed. He was a character, uh, not even an actor. He was a character written into the show. That's very fake. We don't need to go any further on how the suit was made. We know it's a suit because this was made for a fake show. The person submitting it is fake. The video is fake. It's common sense. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people lack sometimes common sense or he just wants to believe and point out the weak part and ignore the rest. And that, that is a person I would hate to be around because imagine them in real life. 
you know, I'm going to take facts that I believe in and not the entire picture. You know, God knows what he does in relationships. Uh, if it had been a new show, I would have probably watched it. If it was similar to Mountain Monsters, I would it have probably watched it. It was very badly done. It only survived four episodes or five episodes. <laughs> um, I'm waiting to see if there's any truth to this Rick, uh, Rick Dyer expedition that's supposed to be happening. I thought it would have already, we would have heard something by now hmm. since it's the end of the year. It's, it's never going to. I know he he claims he did a discovery discovery channel documentary back in May. I think we talked about this before. I'm not well, sure. usually if something is done in February, March, April, or May, it usually airs by November. So and since, since we're at the seen, end of November, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen anything of that. But I mean, he's he's got it on his his. Uh, right. His channel, you know, he's still advertising it that it's happening, whatever it is, and that he's taking people from his channels or taking, um, I don't know, from his TikToks and whatever, whoever wants to go on this, <laughs> this expedition with him to get in touch with him. No well, power Steve. to him, I suppose. Question from the chat, Steve. Look, there's people, me, 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 please. And it's this blonde chick. With if Rick agreed to come nothing. on the channel, the further the discussion is past intense and this current intent, would you join the discussion? Of course I would. I don't back down from nothing. Chris knows that from me, and that's why Chris yeah. got a little grin under there. Oh, Steve would be chomping <laughs> at the bit. You know, I, I've always said this when I go on the podcast, sometimes the tougher the interviews, for me, is, is more fun. I yep. like those tough questions. I like the questions that throw me for a loop. Um, I just did. Um, uh, I just did a uh, um, an interview today for uh, the Vans World podcast. When they delve in everything, they delve in UFOs, paranormal, and Bigfoot. And uh, I was nice. The last Bigfooter he had on was, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Meldrum. So he was happy to get me on and give my takes and. You know, he wanted my take on standing. And he goes, I don't know if you want to delve into this, but, and of course, I'm not shy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a very, uh, very, it was a great interview. It really was. He asked me some questions. What I like is there were some questions that, um, uh, there were some questions that really challenged me and I liked it. And I liked the, the challenge. I think standing's work is entertaining. That's I, it. You know what? I, I don't find him funny anymore either. Um, oh, no, no, no. Not not, I, not in the funny way, but, uh, you know, the work he does with the, the Muppet Squatch and stuff, that's entertaining. It really is. You know what I find funny is still one of this, my favorite Bigfoot documentaries is shooting Sasquatch. Yes. <laughs> because no matter how, how good it thinks, they, they try to make Rick look, he looks horrible. And no matter how good Biscardi thought he looked on the show, he looked horrible. I can't um, believe they let him run around in his boxers. His tidy whiteies. <laughs> oh. That was and there's that one scene where he falls. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We have we have that one on the Snapple yes. commercial. One of my oh. favorites, Nikki. One of my yeah, favorites. That's one of my favorites right there. For sure. 
But um, but anyway, uh, we are almost out of time. You know, though, I, I, get back, getting back to that documentary, they'll see. I think they give they were really tough on Tom Biscardi because they made him look like a really jerk. You know, like a really. <laughs> Hard at Chris, back that up. They didn't make him look like a jerk. He made him a he was portrayed like a in a non-flattering light. But but you know what? When he doesn't control the narrative on the documentaries, yeah, they, uh, they show the truth. There was yeah. a documentary, not your typical Bigfoot movie. Yeah, that was about Wayne uh, Dallas Gilbert and Wayne Burton, and it surrounded their involvement with Biscardi. And, uh, you know, Biscardi was sitting there, you know, talking down to them every single yeah. time you saw them. Yeah. He, he was being really nasty. And then when Biscardi kind of set them up on uh, the X-Zone radio show with the, you know, that picture. And they said, well, when did you get the picture? Well, the guy was dead. And, you know, they couldn't remember. And Biscardi just said, oh, just say this. Yeah. And <laughs> Biscardi mm-hmm. not. See, the one thing. And and you look at, um, if you look at, you know, a Rick Dyer, a Tom Biscardi, and a, um, a Todd Standing. Yeah. Um, Todd has a really good grasp of Sasquatch stuff. He has thought out those arguments. I truly believe he believes the Sasquatch exists. I won't deny that. Yeah. <clears throat> Biscardi, I'm not so sure, but because his his thing was not about perpetrating hoaxes and making money from hoaxes necessarily. His big thing was trying to get a lot of investment money for museums that never went up. Yeah. From the time I tracked him from 1986 through 19, uh, I'm sorry, not 1986, 2006 through 2008, 2009, he had gotten over $400,000 to put up hotels and not one, or museums rather, and not one museum ever went up. What's that telling you? You know, there was always Mm. some sort of excuse. There was always some sort of, like, you got all this investor money. You're showing me this empty building on the San Francisco pier. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to have this. Look at, look, uh, this is our design for it. Look. Well, it says for rent. Why aren't you renting it? Yeah. Because it was never any intention. That's why. Well, um, and I truly believe that. Well, he certainly, you know, he was portrayed as being very, it was unflattering, you know, what the way they edited that video of the documentary. And uh, but, but the bottom maybe line that's is what they got. I, I tell you right now, that's exactly what they got. You can look when uh, Wayne... When Dallas first meets, uh, and, and looking at the other movie, not your typical Bigfoot movie, when when Dallas meets Biscardi in the hotel room, he's looking at stuff, and Biscardi got blood or something on him that, you know, Wayne had a cut in his hand, or uh, Dallas had a cut in his hand or something. And he's like, you know, he, you can see him glare at Dallas. You know, there's no editing there. He's glaring at Dallas. Uh, he's yelling at Chico, you know, uh, you going to let me do it at talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, and I can I can testify that's exactly him. And he tried getting that smarmy with with me one time, and I just I gave him the glare back, and he backed off. 
but hmm interesting yeah but anyway it is 11 p.m folks oh. and we yeah it's time to go but thank you nikki for popping on for a little bit here yeah nope and, you know uh, i love to talk dire yeah <laughs> you love to talk hoaxes <laughs> and woodwinks i love yeah. that stuff guys i do I, I do too i love i love it all i love every little <laughs> facet of this I know this, I uh, still keep up with all of that because you never know there could be uh maybe a part two, Rick Dyer. Hmm. Or three. <laughs> oh, a part two would be one. <laughs> we'll have to see. Yeah. Um but yes, uh, you know, and you know, I love it when people like this guy say, Oh, I know like the one guy saying, Yeah, oh, you're never you're never in the woods. Oh, I'm in the woods. Trust me. Yeah. Not so much the last couple of years because of COVID and everything else and the running around with these crazy jobs I got myself into. But um, I do get out there a bit. I've gotten out there every year. I get out there for some time. Not as much as I'd like, not as much as I did in my youth, but I do. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I love that, that comment. You know what? Have you been 9,100 feet above sea level for a week straight in a mountain where, you know, you're looking at tracks with, you know, cubs? Yeah. Now it's not, not a playground, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, last year I was out with Chris in the woods and then out with Charlie Raymond in the woods, and his team and Ron Bowles and everybody. So that was, you know, I know what I'm it doing. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. But anyway, um, Chris, you got anything? Do your thing for the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I want to thank Nikki for coming on. Nikki, it's always a pleasure having you, and it's an honor. Uh, thank you. We appreciate thank you it. Yeah. very much. And I want to thank everybody in the chat for uh, great, great comments. I mean, and great questions and stuff you guys you make the show. We appreciate you. Uh, if it's your first time watching on YouTube, you know, subscribe to the channel. Hit that like button. Give us a thumbs up. Helps us get found on the algorithm. And share this out if you can. Share oh, it yeah. out. Share, share. Sharing is caring. Yep. And folks who are listening on all our audio platforms, such as Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, um, Amazon Music, um, Audible, um, you know, swing by SquatchDTV.com. Check out the actual uh, stuff where you can see it happening live and uh, as it goes down. If you're over there and have a chance to join us at Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, come on over and join us and get into the fray. <coughs> Before I go, I may have a little surprise next week. Ooh. You know what that surprise is, Chris? Ah, that wouldn't be a surprise if I told you. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust this surprise out right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> I get an early Christmas present. Good. So I am busting out a soundboard next week. Okay. Oh, nice. And we're gonna see if we can't get a call in line going. That would be great. Soundboard. Because it does have Bluetooth capability. Yeah. So oh, that would can, be great. If we can jerry rig the mic into the soundboard and have Streamyard play nice, so I can hear what's being said on that. Um, we're good to go. If not, then I will just set up the other laptop yeah. to do it with the soundboard. So pretty sure next week we're going to have a call-in line. So we're going to do a call-in show. Next week. 
Yeah. You're going to get Rick Dyer calling in. Steve. Oh, he's That's welcome, fine. dude. Welcome. Yeah. That's fine. Standing, Dyer, anybody. If, if, if it gets in. bad, if it gets bad, I can just turn the dial down and mute him. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we're looking forward. We're going to be testing that probably Wednesday night. Uh, me and the missus. Chris wants to join it. We can do that too. You know, um, you might hear you might hear some cussing like the other night when it wasn't working. <laughs> Premium server, I filth and foul, foul, filth. Um, <laughs> because I am a New Yorker, so so anyway, uh, on behalf of everybody here at Squatch DTV, we want to wish everybody a happy, safe, and healthy week, and I hope everybody had a great, great Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, just remember when we think about, you know, all the nonsense we see over the years. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Everybody, have a great night. Have a great week. We'll see you all next Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern here. SquatchTV.com. We'll catch you all next week. Hey folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless and keep on squatching.